Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depends when you're listening to this. Um, unfortunately, Garfi isn't with us tonight, uh, just just due to personal issues. Um, and he's given us the go-ahead to for me to do a podcast on my own. And when I say on my own, I'm lucky enough to have my dad with me. <laughs> and it's quite weird, because obviously, as me and Garfi have said, when we've done ones before, it's always been someone on the other end of the Anchor app. And uh, But me and my dad are set opposite each other. So it's going to be quite odd to do a podcast talking to someone that's opposite me. <laughs> but, you know, Garfield will be back as soon as he's ready. Um, I know that. He knows that. Obviously, give him my best wishes. And I'm sure you lot do as well. Um, so, yeah. Um, obviously, me and Garfield usually do a sort of check-in on each other. I can't do that today, obviously. Um, if I was to say how I've been, I've had on and off moments. I've had a bit of a moment today because a rash came up on my head, shaving heat rash. And as we've spoken about before, my my anxiety took that to the next level. And uh, it shouldn't have done. And, you know, I, I got over it. And you know, we've helped from a lot of friends from work again, as I've mentioned before. So that's, you know, thank them again. And, you know, hopefully one day I'll be able to control it a bit better. Um, but I suppose on that note, I'll welcome my dad. Uh, is Tony Marshall. Tony, welcome. Thank you very much. How are you today? Oh, I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, I'm quite happy. That's good. That's good. Um, we're not, it's not going to be a long, long show tonight. Um, no disrespect to my dad or anything. It's not. It's not a normal one we'd do. We just want to sort of keep it a bit active, put a podcast out there. But yeah, my dad has got a few things he wants to say. I've got a few things that I want to say as well. Um, so we just thought we'd have a little chat. Before we start cracking on with darts tonight, um, we're going to start off with lockdown. How it was for us because I know me and Garfi have spoken about that, um, and I've, I've obviously given you lot examples of what's happened during lockdown. But my dad's here to say, it, and he can defend himself when I say about me beating him at darts all the time. Dad, um, how do you feel about losing to me at darts all the time? In the first lockdown, I don't think you won very many. Unfortunately, the second lockdown, you did win a lot. Yeah. No, that is true. That is true. Uh, so that equaled itself out. It's one of those things. But like we said, Dad, isn't it? It's, it, it's not about winning or losing with us. It, you know, we just enjoy playing darts with each other, don't we? We have a drink, we have a chat, we you know, we put the worlds to rights. Yeah, we try and, to. And as I've said on the podcast before, me and my dad are like best mates. Like, with <laughs> <laughs> with the stories, as you know, what's happened in my life, not in a sub story way, but yeah, it, it's made me and my dad as close as we can ever, well, possibly imagine to be. I'd say, and you know, he is literally. My world, and without sounding too soppy, my world, and you know, I'd do, I'd do anything for him, and I think vice versa. Um, but yeah, so lockdown was hard for us. I think that when it, it it was it was different for you. I mean, you're one of these people, if you don't mind me saying, that just gets on with things. Would you not agree? I do agree with that. Yeah, I just crack on. Um, I try not to let things get me down. I worked all the way through it, like you did. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's one of those things. You just get on with it. And like I think me and Gareth said, like, lockdown for everyone was a new thing. Like, you know, people are comparing it to the war and stuff, and it's nothing like the war in a way, because the war was totally different with bombs and all that going on. But it doesn't make it any easier. You know, yes, we were meant to be just sat home watching TV, but that doesn't make it easy for people, especially with people like me with anxiety and stuff. It doesn't make it any easier. Um, but then, as you said, the way that we handled it, we stuck up for each other, we sort of bonded together a lot more. And we just go on with life. Um, if you had any issues, you spoke to me about it. Mm. If I had issues, I spoke to you about it. Yeah. 
Uh, we got through it that way. We had the darts board as well to help us go in, didn't we? Exactly, yeah. So it was. we were quite lucky in that respect. But I do remember one time, Dad, like, and uh, you're, I think you'll remember this vividly. Hopefully you do anyway. Um, you were dealing with it really well, like I said. And uh, we do have our arguments. You know, we're father and son at the end of the day, <laughs> and we live together. And you always argue with people you love. So it happens, and it can be the pettiest. He's 62, I'm 30. Do you know what I mean? Like, even at that age, you have petty arguments. <laughs> it sounds silly, but you do. And um, it's one day, you, Saturday, I think it was, you were getting up going shopping. And uh, unbeknown to me, you'd woken up struggling a bit, which obviously I'm not used to, and you're not used to. Yeah. And I didn't know that at the time. And you, you'd had a go at me for leaving something out on the floor, or something, something really something menial. stupid, yeah. And you'd had a right go at me. You know, big... And I can't you know, remember what it's about, but yeah. You went off shopping, I went, oh, that's out of order. That's back. Oh, yeah, I turned into like a 12-year-old or 13-year-old teenager, <laughs> like... What he can't talk to me like that. Well, I'm going to have a right go at him and all that. And then um, I sort of just thought to myself when he was out. I thought actually maybe maybe this is his sort of call for help. Like actually maybe he's starting to struggle with things. And uh, it was mental. Like when we have arguments like that, we're both quite stubborn as well. My mum was quite stubborn, and I was willing to not trying to be the bigger person here because what I'm about to say will prove I wasn't just not the only person be, um, willing to be unstubborn. But I was willing to be unstubborn and go. When he come home, rather than having a go at him, go, Dad, are you okay? Do you want to talk? He opened the door, and usually he opens the door and just comes in with bags of shopping, and you know, doesn't even say hello usually. He opened the door straight away and went, sorry about earlier, James. I think this lockdown's starting to get to me. And, you know, in a way, I didn't cry as such. Not that it's a bad thing too, but it really hit me. You know, it hit me hard in, in an emotional way because I was like, wow. That's what I was going to say to you, Dad. Opening up is the best thing you yeah. can do. And I was going to say it to you, and you just came out and said to me, and it was, what, what for me, Dad, I'll, I'll let you say what it was like for you, but for me, seeing you just get on with things through the first few lockdowns, whatever, however many lockdowns we had, was a bit like, am I weak here because you're just getting on with it? I know I'm not, but was I weak? And then that day when you opened up to me and said, no, I'm struggling, it really helped me out, because I was like, well, you know, I'm not on my own here. I'm not, you know, it's not bad that I'm struggling. And the fact that you were able to tell me that you were struggling was fantastic. What do you remember about that day? As I say, I can't remember exactly what the argument was about, but, oh, what I said to start off with. But as I was walking around Sainsbury's doing my shopping, I thought, why on earth did I say that to James? Because it wasn't his fault. It was just me having a bad day for an unusual reason. And when I got home, I thought, yeah, I've got to apologise. Um, so, yeah, it's one of those things that we, we all struggle at times. Mm. We all have our moments. And to own up to it takes a lot of courage. It does. Um, so, yeah, I made a mistake. I owned up to it. Fair it's problem. one of those things. And we're both going to do it anyway. And sort of on the same note with lockdown, it's like, like I've said to the listeners before, like we, had, we have our dartboard up, we put that up at the beginning of lockdown. Obviously, Mum would not have been happy with that, would she? Oh, she, she would not have been I happy. Mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think if we were in this situation, I think she would have let us do it. I do I do think she would. Maybe not indoors. Maybe in the garage. Yeah, because we used to have one in the garage, didn't we? Yeah. But I, I think she would have let us have one indoors, because garage, especially the first lockdown, well, the first lockdown was summer, but middle lockdown, winter, it might not have been the first one, because it would have been summer, so she would have said garage. But I think when it got to the winter one, I think she might have gone, okay, you can bring it indoors now, maybe. I don't know. Who I'm knows? I'm not sure about that. But, yeah, my point is, so we had that. We were lucky enough to have that. And my, like I've said to you a lot before, my problem was, I, I like uh, choice in my life. Like, going to the pub, seeing people. 
then having the choice to go home, talk to my friends on the phone, or you know, go and play snooker in half term, or play uh, golf with mates. I like playing football on a Sunday. I like all that option, you know, and all of that was taken away from me. And this is no disrespect to my dad. I know he knows this, but all I had was drink at home, work, and darts. Like, it, it was literally that. Darts with mates. Yeah, and that was fun. And, and don't get me wrong, and I've said you before, I love darts with him. But he, even if it was four hours on a Saturday or whatever, it was fine. But I was missing out on that communication with other friends. And I mean, and I know everyone was in the same boat. I get that. You know, it's not just me here. And, you know, a lot of people listening will, will, would have gone through the same thing. But well, we were both lucky that we were both working all the way through. 100%. And, you know, our, our hours aren't too dissimilar. There's, you know, like I've said to you before, there's a few times when he's on late, especially during lockdown when I was lesser hours. I might be over five hours before we go home. But, you know, I work to R4. If he's on late half eight, it's four hours. Yeah, it's still quite long, but not the end of the world. But, yeah, no, like I say, we were lucky. And we got used to it, didn't we, Dad? We um, did, yeah. We, we had a few drinks with each other. Like I said at the beginning of the show, we, we put the worlds to rights. Um, I mean, we, we ran out of some things to say. I think, <laughs> we, we, I think we went over some time, topics yeah. <laughs> a million times. And... You know, we spoke to family members, we spoke to friends on the phone, FaceTimed, I think obviously everyone was in that same situation. Um, and it's something you'd like to think now we're getting out of, but I'm going to do this politically correctly. With the Delta variant first discovered in India, <laughs> <laughs> with that coming out and they're saying yeah, it's, more, yeah, it's more potent and all that, it doesn't, the, the vaccines don't work with it that much. With that, you do worry a little bit that we're going to go back into another lockdown and, you know, it, it wouldn't worry me too much because... Done three now, like all everyone has, and I'd have the dartboard, I'd have my dad, I'd have, I'd have drink at home, I'd save money. But I don't really want that. I want I want things to go back to normal as soon as possible. Be able to go to a football game, let out my, you know, work with Monday to Friday, earn my money, go to football games, shout at the ref. Not that you should do that. Shout at the ref, score, celebrate a goal. That's what I want to do. And I want to go to football as well, so I've got my own time. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, this banter is going to be. Awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we, we we got through it together, and you know I'd, I'd love it. You know, like I say I wouldn't overly mind if it happened again because I'd be able to spend time with dad. And again, without saying it too soppy, um, after losing my mum at an early age, I lost so much time with her. The most time I could spend with my dad, the better. So yeah, um, and the other thing, listeners, you'll realise tonight, which you're probably just hearing now, it's not just me pouring ice into my drink and vodka into my drink. It's my dad pouring brandy into his drink tonight as well. So it's both of us tonight. <laughs> Nah, not me. I don't drink. <laughs> I don't drink. I'm too total. Um, no, so we are going to keep this fairly short. Probably only about half an hour. It depends how this next uh, one or two things goes. But I don't want my dad... My... Let me start off with saying my dad is an absolutely influential person in my life. I look up to him. I always have. He's made me the person I'm tonight, today. With you know, Same as my mum has as well. I've got morals, manners, respect. I'd like to think I'm a a decent member of the public, and that's because of him and mum. And he's done a great job, but he, I'll let him say his story in a minute, but even I will let him speak. <laughs> um, he's had his troubles in his life as well. And uh, I was, you know, about 11, I suppose, at the time. So I was old enough to remember this, and uh, it, it wasn't the best time of our life. Yeah, mum wasn't very well with her illness, and... Then this happened. I won't go into too much detail because I let my dad tell tell his story. But it annoys me. It's not my fault. It annoys me that I wasn't old enough, like I am now, to be able to be there for my dad in a more supportive role. Um, again, it's nothing I could have done. <laughs> I didn't choose when I was born. But you know, 
in a way I wish it sort of happened. And like my dad will come on to say, it's made him a better person in himself. You know, and it is on the basis of our podcast about opening up and talking and problems. I, I want to tell you, Dad, and so that this is not as well. You know, you tell whatever you want to tell. Uh, you don't have to. Don't feel like you have to go into too much detail. Um, tell as much as you feel comfortable about. And um, I'm always, a, I'm always going to be proud of you. Whatever you mm. say tonight, right. I am. Yeah. I've got nothing but pride for you, and I'm sure the listeners would have the same. And before I start crying, I'll pass you off to my dad. <laughs> Basically, what happened was um, my wife was in hospital at the time, neither uh, James's mum. And James needed to go to football training. Um, unfortunately, the time his football training was, was the time that I had to work. I worked in a garage doing crash repairs at the time. And um, I asked my boss, who had a son as well at the same sort of age as James, if I could start an hour early and finish an hour early so I could take him football training. And he said, yeah, that's fine, not a problem. So I started work at an hour early. But on the way to work, right opposite where I worked, um, I stopped at a set of traffic lights. Unfortunately, the car behind me didn't, and he pushed me a car length forward. Um, broke both cars off. I managed to drive to work, and it's not far away. And um, I phoned my wife up while she was in hospital and said, I've just had an accident, told her what had happened. She went, go to the hospital, get checked over to make sure you're all right. I went, no, I'm fine. She went, no, do it. I went, okay. So I went to the hospital. They went, oh, it's just bad bruising, probably. You'll be fine. Don't do any heavy lifting. In crash repairs, you cannot do heavy lift. You cannot get away from heavy lifting. So um, I carried on doing what I had to do. By the end of the week, my neck was... I couldn't turn my head, basically. Um, so, I had to take some time off work. I say time, uh, some time off work. Um, it ended up to be four years. With very bad whiplash. Um, and a few things I had to go through. Acupuncture. Um, burning of the nerve ends in the neck. And a lot of other things. Can I really quickly just jump in on that, Dan? I'm really sorry to interrupt, but do you want people to realise it wasn't your choice the four years? Yeah, you, oh, no, you were going no. for jobs, yeah. and they weren't accepting you because of... Well, that, that was after yeah. after about three years that I had I started going for jobs. Um, I thought I was still going to go back to work. The company still kept my job open for the three year, about three years. And then I started going... They said... Um, I'd signed on at the Dole office, and they said, right, well, you've got to actively start seeking jobs. Um, but every job I went for, they saw neck injury, bad back, um, and I just couldn't get a job. Uh, so after about 100 or 150 interview uh, jobs applications, it was like, no, don't want to know. Um, I got to a real low because I was the breadwinner in this family. And it was like, you know, what can I do? I was thinking about 
suicide, but I didn't because I knew what I would lose. But the GP that I was under at the time saw my dilemma and said, right, you either take my advice or you don't. Um, and I took her advice. I actually went into a, a place that um, helped me drastically. Um, I eventually applied for a job. I eventually applied for a job. And they accepted me. It was in a care home for adults with learning disabilities. And I never looked back since. And now I'm doing what I'm doing now, patient transport. I've worked all the time and I love it. No, no. Um, so, yeah, we all go to down place. And I've said this to mates on the phone before and I've said it to mates at the pub and I know people always disagree with this, I know, but they've got to understand what my point is on this. I know I couldn't have changed that day. Yeah. It is my fault that happened. No, now, don't, no don't interrupt me. I know I interrupt everyone. <laughs> but it is because I asked you to go in early to take me football training. Now, now listen, now listen. I couldn't have changed that. I wasn't to know what was going to happen. So I don't oh, blame no. myself every day. And what this, that's what I'm saying, don't interrupt me because I'm coming on something. I've said, I think I've said this on there, but I, I do believe in fate and stuff like that. And, you know, you loved your old car mechanic jobs. Of course I you did. I did, yeah. But would you be able to do that right now at your age now? Probably mm, not. Maybe not. And would you have got into the job you're in now without that happening to you? Probably, Probably not. not. And, and do you, I enjoy my job that I'm doing now? Exactly. I love it. So I do blame myself for it. And, you know, I'm, I'm really sad that, like I said earlier, I wasn't at an age where I could have helped my dad out more like I am now. And you know, I, I did enough as I could as an 11-year-old, of course. But... Of course, I do blame myself a little bit, but it happened for a reason. That then happened, and now you got your—you know—you had care home jobs you enjoyed, and then now your patient transport service, which you love. So things happen for a reason, and yeah. I'm no, not blaming sorry. myself, and I don't kick myself for it. But I, I do blame myself, but I blame myself in a good way because it happened for a reason. And now look at you. The old saying is, "One door closes, another door opens," mm. and this has happened now twice in my life. Once with this scenario, as I say. Um, because of James wanting to go football, accident, lost my job, now I'm doing exactly what I wanted to do, I, I love my job. Another thing is, uh, I used to look after my wife when she was ill, I never went out anywhere. We both looked um, after, didn't we? Both yeah, yeah, when you were at work um, I did and vice versa. So, I never met anyone. When my wife died, James' mum died, James took me up the pub. I have now got such a wide range of friends up the pub that they look after me so much. So it's like one door closes, another one opens. And there is always something... On that note, exactly. I know, and I mentioned this before as well. Like, Obviously, no one can replace your mum. Exactly, like you have one exactly. mum. And, or, or wife. Uh, yeah, or wife. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. You can find another wife, but it would never be the same as mum. A bit like a dog as well. You know, your, your first yeah. dog you had when you were a kid. Yeah, yeah. Buffy, our, our family dog, I don't think I mentioned her. She was brilliant for me. She's my first dog. No one will replace her. But then Buffy didn't really replace your fam pet dog. Maybe a little bit. Anyway, Maybe a little bit, yeah. my point I'm making is, I am so lucky. Like I have mentioned this. I've got lots of women at, at work. Because obviously where I work in a school, it is predominantly women. I've got so many lovely ladies from the ages of, well, even younger than me, I suppose. They're not maybe what I'm, what I'm about to say. But you know, women that are older than me, let's say mid-30s, to up to 60s, 70s even, 
that and and like i've mentioned before sam i'm in my neighborhood known for like 25 years uh, i've got so many second mums i can't i can't even count them on two hands and i couldn't count them without two hands anyway because i can't count to ten uh <laughs> no but i'm so lucky to, and that's on the point of what my dad's saying when one door shuts another door opens now those women would have been there for me anyway if i was still alive of course they would but where where she's not they they literally they are there for me when my t oh, i've mentioned about my tooth like one of the first podcasts when that happened you know women were there for me at work you know proper mumsy telling me what to do and being okay being there for me sam was there for me julie day was there for me I've had, you know, today when I had a bit of anxiety about that rash I said on my head, you know, heat rash, you know, they were all there for me, giving me mumsy advice and all that. And it's exactly what you're saying, Dad. It is just, and it's a, it's a different example because yours is losing a wife and gaining, let's say, 10 mates from the pub. Oh, you know, so, 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 totally yeah. And, yeah. you know, sorry to bring it great, you, you, you can't accept it. You can't have sexual relations with those people unless you wanted to, <laughs> but you wouldn't. Uh, but you know what I mean? So it's different in that sense. Yeah. But it's in no, no disrespect to mum here, even. This is really hard to say. This dad will know what I'm trying to say. In a way, it's better because you've lost one person that was the main person in your life, same as me. And I'm, I'm no, no way here disrespect to mum at all. No, definitely, not. Her, definitely not. But no. you then gain 10 people that are there for you at a drop of a hat. If you rung them, they'd be there for you. You text them, they'll be there for you. You 100%. go for a bit, and yeah. any problem you've got. So, in a weird sort of way, you lose one person and gain ten. Obviously, me and my dad would agree with each other. We give all them people up to have mum back. Oh, and that's no disrespect on the other ten people. And no disrespect on the other ten people. No, because they're brilliant. But we would. But like Dad's saying, his original point: one door closes, another door opens, and we are very lucky to have our close knit friends, aren't we, Dad? We definitely are. Yeah. Whether it be pub or neighbours, whatever. Work, work uh, friends, your work, work friends, friends. Um, we're, we're both very, very lucky to have work friends, neighbours and friends up the pub. Yeah. But we'll drop, a, drop anything to come and help cool. us. I just want to ask you a couple of questions about your story, Dad, because I, I know we've spoken about it before. Um, and some of these questions I may not have asked you. Like, And don't feel embarrassed and you don't have to answer them as well um i think i know the answer and i don't want i don't like the answer because you didn't did you feel you'd let me down when you're in in that bad part of your life or mum at uh, me and mum down i felt that i'd let the whole family down yes because i was meant to be the breadwinner and i couldn't bring the money in so yes i did feel like I let the whole family down well that's why i got into that depressive exactly. state but the, you know exactly what i'm gonna say now don't you and this is exactly why me and Garfield do this podcast. Yeah. You know, Garfield will be listening to this, wanting to sort of jump in it. I know. Yeah. I know he would, yeah. And uh, <laughs> this is the re exact reason we do this, because when that happened, you know, I was 11, so you're looking at almost 20 years ago now, Dad, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. And back in those days, there was no social media, nothing like that. And I've only just got, you know, I got you on Facebook after Mum died, and you don't really do much on there. Oh, so no. you, even now, you haven't got many so much social media acti activity or whatever. But... <laughs> You wouldn't, I think, I would be as confident to say, if you were feeling that like you were 20 years ago now, you would come and tell me, and we'd have a chat about it, and I, I'm not saying it would solve it. It wouldn't solve it. But, but I reckon you'd tell me yeah. how you're feeling, and we can get through it together, whether it be counselling or whatever. Same with vice versa, I would with you. Yeah. But my point is, what I was going to say is, don't you dare ever think that you let us down as a family, because you didn't. I get your... You know, you're worried about you and the breadwinner and you should have been doing that. But it wasn't your fault. 
None of that was your fault. No, it wasn't my fault. You were, you were actively trying to find a job. Nothing no. was your fault, Dad. So but please don't ever I think that. I couldn't pay the bills. That's where I felt I was letting people I, down. I know, 100%. I get that. Been, if it hadn't been for my wife's parents and my parents that helped us out, we would have lost this house. No, 100%. And I get that. And I mean, obviously, we're through it now, so we can speak we, we quite... Can, but, laugh and joke about it, yeah. We're not necessarily laugh and joke about it, because oh, it's a no, serious but, thing, yeah. but... My, my point is, I don't want you ever, ever thinking, even to this day, because it, you know, it still happened, it's still a, a thing that happened. You know, a, a thing that you, you might dream about sometimes, you might think about sometimes, I don't know. But, I don't want you ever thinking, oh, I let my family down those four years, because you didn't. Do you know what? No, if anything, no, let me, sorry, let me say this, right. if anything, you made me even a better person, because you know what that showed me, as an 11-year-old boy... That showed me that through whatever diversity, whatever mental health issues you got, you tried and you tried and you tried. And you never gave up, and you you came through it. And look at you now. So that showed me absolute and an, an absolute amazing skill to have as an adult. So that's what I want you to think from now on. That's okay. what I want you to think. Can I just say another thing now? Um, my mum, God rest her soul, um, lovely lady, absolutely brilliant. She was old school, and all she kept saying was, pull yourself together. Mm. When awesome. you're in a state like that, you cannot pull yourself together. Mm. You need friends that can say, talk to me, tell me what's happening, listen, I'll listen to you, um, I'll try and help talk you through it. When people say, pull yourself together, that is not a way through it. Exactly, that's what me and Garfi say on all our podcasts. Yeah. Right? It's- that's exactly what we want to get through. And I know we say this every show, and I'm sorry if it bores anyone. Hopefully it doesn't, because that's the whole point of it. <laughs> the point is, you know, you might be listening to this, not even message us, n- telling us you've listened to it, but you might be at a really dark part, part in your life. And that's why we do the Samaritan's number and all that with you, because if you feel that you can't talk to your friends or anything, we want you to realise that you can reach out to us if you want. Or not just that, just if you're going through a struggle, just think, when we talk about our problems, like me and my dad have just opened up a little bit tonight. My dad, especially, yeah, dad. Oh, that's on that note. Well done there. That's that's no, fantastic. Right. I know you're 62. I don't mean if you sound patronising, but it takes a lot, yo. Alfie, 14, managed to wow. Exactly. Well, but, yeah. And you did it. Fantastic. But my point is, it can, it could just be a thing that you don't even have to message us. You might just listen to this or the other podcast and go, oh my god, I'm not on my own. Yeah, I'm not the only bloke that feels this way. And it really annoys me that people say, you've got to be blokey, man up, do it. No, no, not at all. And People that say man up are just joking because they're probably in the same similar situation as you are. Yeah, and it's just, you, you can't man up. You can't, and it doesn't matter whether it's not, Garfi, I loved Garfi's analogy. Is what I would go as far as to say it's one of the best analogies I've heard in my life. You know, you've got depression one side of the seesaw and anxiety the other side. And when it's even, you're okay. And one day it can be heavy on uh, anxiety. And then the other day it can be heavy on depression. It's, I love that. And Garfield, I know you're listening to this, but mate, what an amazing analogy. Yeah. And, you know, people will, will literally listen to that. And, you know, you'll be back soon with me and giving more analogies and giving more advice out. And on, that, on this note, because we do this every time, if you feel you can't talk to anyone, please do call Samaritans, one one six one two three. So one one six one two three. It's quite an easy number to remember. But please, I, I I don't want anyone to feel like they can't talk to anyone. 
and they have to end their life. No life should be ended because they feel they can't talk to anyone. I was lucky my GP picked up on yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I, I got told, I get, I'm not going to say this person's name, I think. You know, there was a bit of angst on Facebook a few, a few months ago when, my, uh, when someone I knew from Mason died. I've got his point of view. I'm not going to go into detail of it. It's not for me to say. But I've got his point of view. But all I was trying to do was, you know, make it aware on Facebook that no one, you know, my inbox is always open. So people listen to this. If you're listening to this from my Facebook when I share it, please, my inbox is always open. It might, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to necessarily, I might be asleep. I might not listen to, I might not hear the message. But I always message back when I do see it. Um, Yeah, it, it is one of those. I think that you've done so well to say it today. I want, I want to, I want to talk a little bit more. Um, Go for it. I, just, just wanna, I, I think I want to sort of end on it. We were going to end on football, but I think that's going to ruin the podcast. I'm not going to do that. I think I want to end well, it's on a rubbish game anyway. So. <laughs> no, just about England, but I'm not, I'm not <laughs> going to. What I'm going to end on, and it might be a couple of minutes, and I hope people listen, and I hope that you listen, and I hope you understand. And yeah, I do apologise if I do get a bit upset because it does mean a lot to me. My mum and dad were the, you know, I don't know if everyone says this, were the best people in my life. And I know everyone says this, I couldn't wish for a better mum and dad. 100%. Unfortunately, my mum, her time came and she had to leave us. Since then, my dad, he has, you know, I was 21 at the time, so I was an adult, let's be honest. But, you know, when you're 21, you're still quite young. You're still, you know, learning, learning life, learning life as an adult. He's done nothing. Oh, no, 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 I stopped <laughs> Not done nothing. He's done, I was going to say nothing but, but I didn't know what I was going to, I didn't know how I was going to go into it. He has done everything he can from when I was a kid to when mum died and more after to make sure that I am the best human being I could possibly be. And he thinks, I know this, he thinks, I think mum thought this sometimes when I was a nightmare at school, that, you know, oh my God, we're, we're shit parents and oh my God, he's getting in trouble. No, I was just a bit of a little shit. And I learned yeah, my lesson. Definitely. And look what I do as a job now. Brilliant. And I, I, I tell that to kids at school sometimes. You know, I, I used to be like you sometimes. And you can turn out, okay, you can control your behaviour. But I just wanted to end it by saying, Dad, you were so brave to by saying what you said. And thank you, because I know you've wanted to come in for a while. And thank you. But I just wanted to say, I'm so proud of you. and proud of you being my dad. I love you. you more than anything. I love mum. And I think actually, if I know Garth won't mind this, I'm going to dedicate this show to Mum because it's just me and you. So yep. the show's for you, Mum. Yep. Um, but I just want you to know what a fantastic father you are. You've done so much for me. It's Father's Day next week. I'll be getting you a present. No, you will not. Yeah. I and um, I, I, I do love you loads, and I just want people to. And I just want to really quickly just say, whoever's listening, sorry if your parents have died or whatever, but. If you have got your parents, respect them, appreciate them, make every moment count because you never know when it's going to end. But do you want to end on anything, Dad? Do you want to say anything to finish up on? Exactly what you just said there. Enjoy life while you can. Enjoy your parents. Enjoy your siblings, whatever. Um, try never to go to sleep on an argument. Make up before you go to bed. Um Life is never that bad. And really quickly, I said a minute ago about uh, blokes talking, and we said this before, it's, this podcast isn't just for blokes. Kids, uh, women, doesn't matter. You know, don't feel like we're, we're just focusing on men that can't open up. It's everyone. Women sometimes feel like they can't open up as well. 
So please, anyone, my inbox is always open. I know Garth is his. You can ring the Samaritan number, like we said. Um, please do talk because no life is worth losing. Definitely. Over, over something that. Sorry, I feel like I'm going into another. I know it's not just always as easy just to just talk about it. I say lives matter, all lives matter. Yeah, is... well, no, we're not going to go into it. Yeah, we don't no, do politi- no, political. No, no, but no, what no. I'm saying is, like, it, it, it's not as easy just to go, well, I can't, people will be like, listen to this going, I can't just talk about it. I know, and we you get can. that. No, no, we get that. It's not as easy just to talk about it. But what you can do is go, Marshy, I'm struggling. Little thing like that. Please. Please just say that. Um, I'm... So proud of Garfi. You know, I'm not going to say too much. He's gone through a lot in his life. Um, you've heard some of the stories he said. Um, me and him, we did this podcast to just help out people, not to get famous, nothing like that. Um, and like I say, he'll be back. He's, he's building our website as we speak, I believe. Um, so obviously, my, well, I suppose also other than my mum as well, this podcast goes out to him as well. Um, but yeah, we, we spoke about doing the podcast, like we said, one of the first podcasts, we thought, spoke about doing it, we we worked out how we were going to do it, and we've done it, and yeah, it's, it's been a fair, fairly good success, uh, in the first sort of six or seven we've done, um, we've both opened up, we've had really good feedback, um, speaking for him, we just want people to open up, people to go, do you know what, I'm not okay, I'm not okay, you know, I need a bit of help here, albeit just a shoulder to cry on, or it might be something menial. Don't ever think, oh, but my problem is so much smaller than anyone else's. No, it's not. It's never smaller than anyone else's. Your problem is your problem. If it's bothering you, it's a problem. So please don't think it's any smaller than anyone else's. Contact someone, contact even you know, doctor, Samaritans, whatever. Contact people. I'm going to end it there. Um, I just wanted to say. Thank you to my dad for joining me tonight. Dad. You're welcome, mate. Um, I'm just going to go and beat him at darts now. Um, <laughs> but thanks for listening as well. I know it's a short one tonight, but we just thought we'd keep it active. Uh, thoughts go to Garfield. We'll be back soon. Um, Good luck, Garfield. Everything will be fine, mate. Um, I'll speak to you soon. And, yeah, and we'll speak to you all soon. In a bit. Bye-bye.